This is Pastor Cody Sturgill. I'm so thankful you're listening today. The Bible commissions us to keep our heart with all diligence. Keeping your heart is a daily work. We need to daily fill our minds with God's Word. Join me as we hear a Bible message from the pulpit of Chilhowee Baptist Church. But the end is not yet. He says, look, when you hear rumors of wars and wars, now look, this is just the beginning of the tribulation. you got seven more years. By the way, this verse is taken out of context by Christian people all the time. I hear people all the time talking about, man, wars and rumors of wars. There have been wars for all history. You study history, there's been wars going on. As long as there's been people, there's been wars and rumors of wars. Now look, I think today Jesus is closer to coming back and rapturing his church than ever before. But if you just hear wars and rumors of wars, that's not evidence that the rapture is going to happen anytime sooner or that Jesus is the return of Christ is any sooner. It's just not going That's Don't do that. It's superstitious. It's superstitious. And Jesus clears it up here in just a few minutes. He says, look, don't do that. Look, folks are going to say, Christ is in the desert. Christ is in the cave. Christ is in the wilderness. And Jesus says, don't fall for that because Jesus is going to split the eastern sky and every eye will see him. Don't fall for that. Don't live your life in superstition. There's people that spend their time in the valley of where the, where the Valley of Armageddon will be fought, cracking buzzard eggs because they're looking for double yolks. They're thinking, if surely if God's going to eat, God's going to send a buzzard to eat all this mess of people. He's going to have to prepare in advance. And they're cracking. And there's reports coming from the Holy Land that there's buzzards that are given having twins. Don't do that. You're not going to be able to guess and know when Jesus is coming again. Guess what you should do? Just be ready. Just be right. And so Jesus giving this warning, he's like, rumors of war, that, the end is not yet. As a matter of fact, for the, the Jews in the tribulation, we've just begun. We've got seven years. Hang on. Verse number seven, nation shall rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places. How many of you have heard folks say, man, just think about all these storms and earthquakes and pestilence. Oh, it's surely Jesus is coming. He is coming again. But that's not a sign that he's coming. Nor is that a reason for me to quake in my shoes. I don't have any reason to quake at all. I'm saved by grace through faith. I'm not going to be here for the tribulation because the church is going to be raptured out. But for the Jews, this is a warning. The warning to the Jews is don't fall for that bunch of jargon. And the word for the church, don't fall for that. Don't bite your nails all the time because storms and earthquakes. Uh, rest in Jesus. He gives us peace. Rest in Jesus. It's going to be good. We're his children. The Bible says in verse number 8, all these are the beginning of sorrows. The beginning of sorrows is that first three and a half years. The Bible says in verse, verse number 9, then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you and ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. He says, look, this is going to be a rough time. There's going to be false doctrine 
like you've never seen before. I mean, it's bad now, but in the tribulation, it's going to be real bad. Verse number 12. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. Verse number 13. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. Now, look. Tribulation saints, people that got saved during the tribulation, if they endure to the end, they'll be saved from this torment of the tribulation period. You don't have to endure until you die in order to keep your salvation. You take a passage of Scripture that applies specifically to the tribulation and try to make it make sense to your salvation, you're going to shipwreck your faith. It's out of context. It's like the guy that said, I'm going to see what God wants for me. I told you this before. I want to tell you again. And so he's like, I'm just going to get the Bible. He starts flipping through the pages. And he says, wherever I put my finger, I'm going to trust the Lord to tell me what's right. And he opened his Bible and looked where his finger said, and it said, Judas went and hanged himself. And he's like, that can't be right. He closed his eyes and spun it again and put his foot finger down. And he said, he looked and it said, go and do thou likewise. <laughs> That's unreliable, folks. And so if you take a verse of Scripture... But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. If you apply it to your salvation, you've made a terrible mistake because it doesn't have to do with salvation. It has everything to do with these saints in the tribulation who are working it out. God just sent them a word from heaven in the tribulation. He says, hey, keep enduring. It's going to be all right. Keep, keep trusting. You're going to survive. Keep resting in the Lord. It's going to be okay. He sends word to his believers. 2,000 years ago, Jesus Christ in love knew that folks in the tribulation would get saved and they'd need a word from heaven. He said, I'm just going to stick it in here. He says, you just keep on trusting. Endure unto the end, you'll be saved. But remember, Matthew 24 is going to be posted all over the churches in the tribulation. If there is a church building, I don't know how it's going to look like. But the Christian people are going to be aware and they're going to love this passage because it's going to help them. And they're going to rest in the fact that they can endure and God's going to save them. Verse 14. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations. And then shall the end come. Jesus says, look, this message I'm preaching, it's going to keep being preached. This is what they're going to hear. This is what they're going to rest in. And when, as this message is being preached, the end will come during this message. While this, is, this, is, this is what's going to happen. And when the end comes, when Jesus comes back, and ushers in the millennium, the armed battle of Armageddon, ushers in the millennium. That's, that's when it's happening. Verse 15. When ye shall therefore, when ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken by the prophet, by Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place, whoso readeth, let him understand. So, verse number 15 is a transition. When ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation. Now here's what happens. The first three and a half years we just read about, there's going to be wars, rumors of wars, earthquakes, brothers hate brothers, mamas hate sons. There's going to be great, I mean, it's going to be awful. But it's going to be the kind of thing, it's going to be kind of the trouble, the kind of disaster that is natural. In the middle of the tribulation, and that's why there's some confusion, and some people believe in a mid-trib rapture. I do not. But the middle of the tribulation... There's a great change, the abomination of desolation. At the end, in the middle of the tribulation, at three and a half years, uh, the, the Antichrist, there's a great change. There's an, there's an abomination, an abomination. What is an abomination of the Lord? A homosexual lifestyle is an abomination of the Lord. 
that type of wickedness, that type of blatant sin. See, there's an abomination of desolation. There's some idol. There's some, there's some ruler, some king. There's something set up in the temple, and I don't know all about it. But that power, that wickedness is going to be prevalent. And at that moment, that begins the great tribulation. That begins the end of the 70th week. That begins the end of the tribulation, the, three, the, the next three and a half years. The Bible says in verse 15, I like this. It's a parenthesis. And, uh, and God, it's just, it's just like the, the Lord in his word is just saying, Hey, listen, whoso readeth, let him understand. It's another message sent into heaven. It, it's almost, I want, just imagine this. This is what I saw as I was studying this. Now, remember the setting? Jesus is talking to his disciples. His disciples are fascinated about every stone being turned over in the temple. And so Jesus begins to explain to them something that they can't completely comprehend, but something that's going to be used for all of eternity, and especially used for Jewish believers in the tribulation. And so Jesus is talking to his disciples. He's telling them about the first three and a half years of the tribulation. And he tells them that there's going to be an abomination. There's this this awful, it's going to be awful what's going on in the temple. It's going to be terrible. And it's almost like if Jesus and the disciples were being videoed and this scene is on your television screen, it's almost like Jesus changes his attention from talking to the disciples and he looks right into the camera and he sends a message into the future. And his message is written in verse 15. He says, Whosoever readeth, let him understand. You see that? (laughs) It's like Jesus just turns. He says, Hey, listen. Future. Tribulation saints. The Jews that I love, that I would have put under my wing. He says, Read this. And understand it. Because they need it. I see God's love in all this. He's helping people through the tribulation. The judgment of sin is why the tribulation has to take place. But Jesus in love is acting and helping. The Bible says in verse 16, Then let them which be in Judea flee into the mountains. You see, it's set up in the temple. And God's word, he says, Remember, learn this. He says, If you happen to be in Judea, when the abomination of desolation is set up in the temple, run, get out of there, flee into the mountains. Let him which is on the housetop not come down to take anything out of it. He says, if you're up on top of the house, don't go downstairs to get your bags. Jump off the house and run for the hills because it's going to get wicked around the temple. Then let him, verse 17, which is on the housetop, not come down to take anything out of his house. Neither let him, which is in the field, return back to take his clothes. He said, if you're out working in the field, don't go home. Get out of Dodge. That's not written in the Bible. That's straight from, what's that gun smoke? Verse 19, and woe unto them that are with child. Folks, I've seen people take this verse of Scripture and just lament people with babies in 2020 or in this lifetime. That's foolish. Children are our hope. Children are our future. Children should be invested in. Children's lives should be protected. Children, we should fight for the lives and the influence of our children. 
There's nothing wicked or wrong or woeful about any child being born. It doesn't matter how that child was conceived. Blow children are a heritage of the Lord and the fruit of the womb is his reward. Don't you ever give me this verse as a reason to discredit children or to be disappointed because some child was born. Your hope is wrapped up in those children. Don't forget it. But I'll tell you something. Jesus said in this tribulation, it's wicked, it's awful, and it's coming to a swift end. He says, Woe unto them that are with child, to them that give suck in those days. But pray ye that your flight be not in the winter, neither on the Sabbath day. For then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, no, nor ever shall be. Anybody who believes we're in the tribulation right now, they're wrong. They have to, this, this passage of Scripture says, What is going to happen in the tribulation, the great tribulation? It ain't, you ain't never seen nothing like this. If you've seen it before, it ain't the great tribulation. It's going to be wicked. Verse 22, And except those days should be shortened, there should no flesh be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. Look what's going to happen. Jesus is going to bring a, bring a shorter end to the seven-year tribulation. We don't know exactly when that's going to be because it's going to be a secret to everybody and nobody's going to know when Jesus is going to split the eastern sky and come and rescue, defeat Satan and rescue the tribulation saints and bring his bride with him. Nobody knows when that's going to happen. The Bible says in verse number 23, Then if any man shall say unto you, this is the very end of the tribulation, that if any man shall say unto you, Lo, here is Christ, or there, believe it not. For there shall arise false Christ and false prophets, and shall show great signs and wonders, insomuch that, if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. Behold, I have told you before. Wherefore, if they shall say unto you, Behold, he is in the desert, do not go not forth. Behold, he is in the secret chambers, believe it not. Now, we've talked about this. But Jesus is warning the tribulation saints that, hey, if you hear people talking about the Christ is over there, the Christ is over yonder, you need to make a voyage to get to the Christ, don't you believe it? Thank you for listening to Keep Thy Heart Daily. Keep Thy Heart Daily is a ministry of Chilhowee Baptist Church in Chilhowee, Virginia. To learn more about the ministries of Chilhowee Baptist Church, check us out at chilhoweebaptistchurch.com. If you'd like to financially support Keep Thy Heart Daily, please send your gift to Chilhowee Baptist Church, P.O. Box 838, Chilhowee, Virginia, 24319.